So, my title for today is You Can Do It. That's right, you can do it. So, with this whole COVID-19 that, that we've, we find worldwide, you know, it messed up the, the plans for so many of us. You know, there's, there's, there's so many people that I know of that they actually, they lost their jobs. Or they, they got like heavy pay cuts. Um, the weddings that's been cancelled, you know, family holidays that's been cancelled. There's so many stuff that happened to so many people. You know, it, it really affects us all. So the, the question that I actually have today, and I think many of you as well, is, is what is God doing when things do not work out the way that we've planned? <clears throat> what is God doing when things are not working out the way that we've planned? That's the question. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this awesome day, for this awesome morning. And I pray, Lord, that you will help me deliver this word in a way that, that people can understand, God. And in a way that your kingdom can be advanced. In your name, I pray this, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome, guys. So you guys know that um, God is the, the, the creator of everything. He stands outside of time. Like if you can just think in your mind, like you, yeah, you see God outside of time and he's sort of planning you and what you're going to do and where you'll stay, where you live and work. And that's actually in the Bible. If, if, if you look at Acts 17 verse 26 to 28, you'll see the following. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Why? So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So don't you just love that part where he says um, he determined a pre-appointed times and the boundaries where we will live. You know, God clearly designed you and me for a purpose. You know, and some of us are. are well away into fulfilling that purpose. Um, some of us haven't started yet, but we all are in the, the process of fulfilling that the purpose. In Ecclesiastes 3, it actually says, and you guys can go and, and read it, that there's a appointed time and a season for everything. It's mentioned over and over and over a time um, again. An appointed time under heaven. So you are here with a purpose. God has planned you even before he formed the earth. And you have a time here now. You have a plan and a purpose here now under heaven. 
I'm going to explain to you guys um, a little bit about more about what this means at the times in this, this, this season. While we, we look at the lives of two new people in the Bible. The one is Saul and the other one is David. Um, so they, they all, I'm going to talk about um, about a day in their lives where, where they made life changing decisions. Okay. So when we look at the life of Saul, um, at the age of 30 years old, he was chosen and anointed to be the king of Israel. So when he was anointed, they said that he must come to the city of Mizpah. So he did just that, but one thing, he was hiding in a cart. Like he had stuff all over him. He didn't want the people to see him. And everyone was asking, hey, where is Saul? He's the anointed king. He's gone. We can't find him. So he was actually hiding. Why did? Why do you think he was hiding in a cart? I mean, he was the anointed king. We can only, if we read the rest of the book, we can see that the one main flaw that he had is he was afraid of, of people, of the, of what they think of him, of of their opinions of him. Um, so he was thinking, would these guys like me as a king? Can I be their king? Will I be 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 good enough or not? So that was all the things in his head. One year after that, again he was. Um, he was, and he had the opportunity to show leadership. So, Israel was about to go into war against the Philistines, okay? And the prophet Samuel said, Hey Saul, you go ahead to a, an appointed place. You wait for me there for seven days. After seven days, I'll come to you and I'll do a burnt offering so that Israel will overcome the um, the, the the Philistines in the war, okay. So so after a while, um, Saul said, hey, "But my men is they're getting a little bit restless and everything." And and then again, he fell into the same trap. Again, he was worried about what his men would think and say. Will they leave him? Will they make him look look bad? So he took. The matters in his own hands, and he decided to do the burnt offering himself as a king. He did not wait for the priests whose role it was to do the, the burnt offering. And what happened then? What was the result of that? Well, number one was he violated the, the difference between the priestly roles and the king's roles. The king were not supposed to do the burnt offerings. So the and the second thing is that the prophet Samuel told him, "Hey, the kingdom now will not be passed to your sons. So they are gone, not going to inherit the kingdom anymore." You know, Saul thought, "Hey, this is just another day and an, 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 an another issue." So he took matters in his own hands. Um, it, it did not consult the Lord, and things turned out for the worse.
Now, nine years later, he had another opportunity to, to show his obedience and leadership. So the Lord came to Saul and asked him, Hey, I need you to totally destroy the Amalekites for what they did to Israel during their time in the wilderness. And Saul said, Yes, Lord, I'll go. And he went. And what did he do? He destroyed everything except he, he didn't kill all the, 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 um, the animals. He took some for himself and his people. And he also did not kill the king of the Amalekites. Um, 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 so he actually disobeyed a, a, a direct order from God. He did his own thing again because he was afraid that his, his, the people will look at him in a, a negative way if he killed everything. All the animals, men, women, the king and, and, and everything. So what was the result of that decision he made? Well, the, the prophet again came to him and said that the, the kingdom will now be removed from his, his sons as well as from him, he will lose the, the kingdom. This, the second thing, which was most likely the, the, the worst one, is that <clears throat> the spirit of the Lord actually departed from Saul. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. I think that's probably the worst thing. I personally do not want to be in that situation when the Spirit of the Lord departs you. Because what happened then, when the Spirit of the Lord left him, he was, he was um, oppressed by a distressing spirit. You can read that in 1 Samuel 16 verse 14 to 23. A distressing spirit was were with him and tormented him for the rest of his life. That's for the next 32 years. I mean, that's, that's not a good spot to be in. And the thing is, like, like Saul, many of us miss these tests. You know, we, we see everything just as normal, a normal day, a normal issues. What can we do to fix that? And we do it again in our own strength. We, we miss these little things, the tests. We easily come up with our own solution and do not consult God. So we should try not to miss those little tests. So, if you look at the, the Bible, the, the Bible has a, a quite a clear a, a timeline. Okay, So that exact moment when the kingdom was taken away, from Saul, in another part of the kingdom, a little child was born. David is his name. So, um, well, what do we know about him? <clears throat> well, he was actually um, anointed two times by by the, the the prophet to be the king. The second time he was he was um, anointed was when he was 25 years old. When it, 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 David was 28 years old, 
Samuel died and um, he was a king in, in Hebron for about seven years and after that when he was aged 37 he went to Jer Jerusalem to, to conquer it and there he reigned for an, another 33 years so in, 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 in total he reigned for 40 years and then he died at the age of 70 if I make my calculations right so we can see a little bit of a, a, a timeline um, of his, his life but, but still we still don't see that X factor like what did he do that one day in his life that made such a big impact for the, for the rest of his life what did he do okay let's read um, 1 Samuel 27 verse 1 <clears throat> 1 Samuel 27 verse 1 <clears throat> it says the following and David said in his heart, Now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. Nothing better for me to do than escape and flee. So here he was anointed twice by the prophet of God. But still, in that one moment, he lacked faith and he, he just wanted to flee. He lacked faith at that one single point in time. The thing is, he actually had two opportunities to kill Saul, but he did not because him and Saul were not good friends at that time. Two opportunities to kill him, but he did not. Instead, he, he did, decided to flee to the, 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 the Philistines. And there he, um, he settled in the city of Ziklag. Ziklag. So, and then some time passed. Then after a while, the rulers of Ziklag uh, of of the, the 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 Philistine land, they called him from Ziklag to come, and they told him about a war they're going to have against Israel. Now, at that same time that he had a, a meeting with the um, the Philistine leaders, the princes, Saul also had a, a meeting on his side, on Israel's side, about the war against the Philistines. Okay, keep that one in mind. Now, here's what happened on that one day. Saul, because the Spirit of the Lord left him, decided that um, if he can't hear anything again from God, then he is going to consult a medium or a spirit, spirit test or... Um, in short, a witch, a medium, a witch, same thing. He's going to ask a witch to call up the spirit of the prophet Samuel, which is now dead, and ask him what will happen in this war. 
so that he can know the outcome. That's what he did. On the other hand, our friend David, um, he got rejected by the, the, the Philistines and they said, you're not going to make war with us, go back to, to, to Ziklag. And he did. So when he returned there, the city of Ziklag had been destroyed and, uh, and overrun. All the, the women, children and everyone has been either kidnapped or killed. Like, and he literally lost everything he had. And even the men that was with him said, okay, cool. It was because of you that we, we lost our children, our wives and everything. We want to, to kill you. So he had um, literally no more friends. Everyone was against him. He lost everything and he was about to lose his life. But here is the crucial things. The one crucial thing that we were we were looking for um, that that will happen in the life of David. This one crucial decision that he took. While Saul went to consult a medium, a witch, so Saul, which was also appointed by God, he decided to, himself to turn away from God and consult a witch from the occult. What did our friend do? David do? Let's read 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 to 8. Samuel 30 to 6 to 8. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. Now the second part. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Verse 7. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest Ahimelech's son, Please bring the effort here to me. And, and Abihathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he, the Lord, he answered him, Pursue, for, for you shall surely overtake them, without fail, recover all. So the one guy... Saul, he went to the occult side, spiritists, the mediums, the witches. Where, on the other hand, in a distressed time, what did our friend do? He first strengthened himself in the Lord and then inquired of the Lord. That's something very significant that we can learn from him, from this crucial decision that he took that day, in that 24-hour day. So he stirred up his faith before inquiring of the Lord. Go David. So what we do normally is when, when we are depleted of faith, when we've got nowhere to go, we've got so much issues, 
then with that lack of, of faith, then we go to God. It's the opposite what he did. It's the opposite from David. Let's read um, Psalms 77 verse 10 to 12. Psalm 77 verse 10 to 12. And it says the following. <clears throat> Go David. Him speaking now. And he says. And I said, this is my anguish. He was talking to God. This is my anguish. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Wow. So, what did he do to strengthen himself in this time of distress? He did th three things. He remembered the years of the Lord. So, all the, the, um, the years from childbirth to, to where he was now, all the things that the Lord taught him. Um, from his youth he remembered the great works and the, the wonders of the Lord he meditated on who God is he meditated on who God is like him we should also remind ourselves constantly who God is in our lives and in your lives you see God reveals himself to each and every one of us. He reveals himself to you. Who is he to you? Who is God to you? All that I know is that he's always with me. So he's always with you. And an easy way to see who he is to you is. You can just look at his names. The, the way he reveals himself. We call him Yahweh Yere. The Lord will provide you. He is your provider. We call him Yahweh Rapha. He is the Lord that heals you. Physically, emotionally, he is the Lord that heals you. Yahweh Mekadesh. He is the Lord, your God, that sanctifies you. He makes you holy. He is Yahweh Shalom. The Lord, our peace. He gives you peace. He's the only one where you can find real peace. The God, your God, my God, he has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. Okay. So the question, so, so the question I have for you again is, what is God doing when things do not turn out as you have planned? What is God doing when things do not turn out as you have, um, have planned? He is preparing you for your destiny. The thing is, sometimes we are so in, in that state of complaining that, that we miss these little things. 
we miss the little tests we get from God. And then we miss the promise because we, f we focus on all the all the issues that we have, the, the pain and the hardships and the, the, um, the, the problems that we, we miss the promise of God. The thing is when we understand the ways of God, then we'll see that everything that the enemy does against you, it actually plays right into the hands of God. Like the enemy took everything from David and there's some of you that actually experienced the same things, that you lost everything. And that's not a good spot to be in. But remember that God is preparing you with every crisis. And if you recognize it, now listen to this, if you recognize that God is preparing you in every crisis, your destiny will come that much closer. Your purpose will come so much closer to being fulfilled. See, we give the enemy way too much credit than it really deserves. When we, 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 we focus on the, the enemy, which is actually a lesser power, instead of the higher power, which is the God, which have... Um, unlimited power, he has unlimited knowledge, his presence are unlimited, he's everywhere. So why focus on the enemy and the issues when there's so much more for us, there's, there's so much more for me and you. You know, when we do things like, we pray even, Jesus help me, I lost all my money, the enemy is attacking me. The, the enemy goes like, yep, that was, that was me. Thanks for recognizing me. Like, oh, God, help me. I've got this issue and that issue and I can't, I can't get away. Like, there's a stronghold in my mind. And the enemy is like, yep, that's, that's me. <laughs> you know? So we, by recognizing that the enemy all the time, um, what they do, they, 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 they do in our lives, we actually give them strength. Like, why should we do that? If there's so much more for us, you know, there's, there's so much more. What we should do is we should say, Oh God, I am yours. Everything that happens to me are in your hands. I am at your dis disposal, God. Promote me or demote me. I am here as a witness to your kingdom. So you, you are here as a witness to God's kingdom. That's why he created you as well. So if you end up in a alliance then, like Daniel, then so be it, as long as you're a witness to the kingdom. If you end up in a jail like Paul, then so be it, as long as you're a witness to his kingdom. Like if you are being trampled over by the people at work, as long as you are a witness to God's kingdom, God put you and me here for a purpose. 
and you and I, we will achieve it. You know, we just need to walk that in, in that dignity, in character, in faith, and recognize what God is doing. You see, our whole world, our households, um, the, the families, who, where we work, where we go, shops, everything should be changed because with the atmosphere there and the people there must be changed or at least feel a change because you and me are here because we walk there in the power and the authority of God and everyone that you meet should be the better of when you leave them not because you leave them but because of who you are because of who the Holy Spirit is in you because of that because of God in you that light in you that should change those people. I can know sometimes myself um, had the, that that sort of a thinking, and I think some of you might also sit with that sometimes that you feel you are very insignificant, very insignificant. But in fact you are ridiculously significant. I mean, why would God think about you and about everything about you even before the world was formed? It's because they're significant. You are significant. There's something special about you. And that's obviously not what the enemy wants you to believe, you know. What does what does the enemy say? He says there's no real plan for you. Nope, there's nothing for you. No real plan. Oh wait, wait. One step more. There there was a plan for you, but you messed it up. Mm-hmm. You messed it up. So now there's nothing for you. But that's thinking of the enemy. That is not true, my friend. That is not true. You can chuck that away in the bin. The question again, I ask you, what is God doing when things do not work out as you have planned? He's testing to see if he can promote you. So there's no, there's never a test, a sickness, a... Um, affliction or anything without promotion never you know God wants you to succeed in these little tests he wants you to succeed he wants you to do the right thing that's his heart for you he always wants to promote you he always wants to draw you closer to him and if you do that if you if you succeed in these little tests what will happen? God will be glorified. His kingdom will be advanced. You will be fulfilled in Him. And everyone you meet will be changed because of who He is in you. Whether you know it or not. Let's, um, if, if, if I can show you an example of Peter in the Bible. I someone once asked him 
for money and he said, hey, gold and silver, well, that's, that's something I do not have. Like, I've got nothing. But what I do have, I will give you. And what was that? That was the Holy Spirit that was so in him, so part of him. And that's what he he, 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 he gave to people. He was so full of the Holy Spirit, so full of the love of, of the God, that it just oozed out of him. You know, there's examples in, in the Bible where it says that that even when he walked past the people, if he's, if the people touched his shadow, they were miraculously healed. And that is because of the Holy Spirit within him. Man, how awesome is that? And that can be you as well. That can be you as well. It's not just them, it's, it's you as well. But to get to that point, there's there's a few things that we need to understand. There's a few decisions that we have to make. You know, Saul took the one road where he consulted the occult. He consulted a medium, you know, a witch. David, he went the other way. He, He strengthened himself. By meditating on who the God is and what the God did for him. So what we should do is this: we should walk by faith and not by sight. Lean not on your own understanding, my friend, but on God's wisdom alone. Acknowledge God in all your ways, and let God direct. Your paths. Don't be headstrong and do your own thing the whole time. Let God direct your paths. Allow the, the Holy Spirit to lead you, to give you wisdom, to give you understanding. Pray for it, ask for it, and He will give it to you. Here's the thing to, to, to do all this, you will need a totally different understanding and mindset from the world around you. It's not something that, that everybody knows how to do or even understands. It's a total a different mindset. It, it's a, for lack of a, a better word, it's a kingdom mindset. Think on these things. Think on God. Meditate on Him. It's all about Him. If you, you do these things, then I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Well, I hope this, this word today was, was something that sort of lifted your spirits up a little bit and um, made you realize that you are significant. You are one of His children the children of God and that by by making the right this decisions in in your life you will become closer to God he will draw you closer 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 to him in an intimate relationship 
with him. And that, my friend, is more important than anything else in the world. And I know you can do it. So let's do the right thing. Inquire of God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord God, for this awesome day. We thank you, Lord, for the, the, the word you, you put in my heart. And I thank you, Lord, for, for everyone that was here today that could hear this, this word. And I pray, Lord God, that you will make this word, um, that it will fall on the right soil, Lord God, that it will grow in the people's heart. Help us with that, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, we believe, but sometimes we have unbelief, Lord God. And I pray that you will help us with that. We want to understand, Lord God, um, and we want to trust you, but sometimes we first want to understand and we don't trust that much. So I pray, Lord, that you will help us to trust, even if we don't understand, you, um, if we don't understand the things of God. May you be glorified, Lord Jesus. May your purpose for putting us on earth and your plans for us even before the world was formed, be, be, um, be justified. May everyone we walk by be changed because of your presence within us. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.